It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Podcast. It's the Sun Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. You can hear us on all the, well, we're not live this morning. I don't know why I started yelling on that, but never mind. Um, I was going to say, we're, you can catch us on Facebook and Twitter and all the rest of it at Sutton Podcast, but we're not live this morning, so I don't know why I did that. Um, joining me today, we have got Sarah, who went up to Grimsby for us. Well, not for Hello. us, myself, really. <laughs> um, hi, Sarah, you all right? Hi, uh, yeah, I'm good, you all right? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um so you're at the, the very exciting Grimsby match. Um, disappointment almost straight away with the, uh, the the thing I put out about all the food. And, <laughs> oh, that looks yummy. That looks nice. And then, oh, yeah, that's not for us. <laughs> so I did hear about the food. There was a review from Gandemonium. It wasn't one for kids. but <laughs> it, was, it was exactly what I thought they'd be offering away for. I don't eat it for, for myself, but um, I was a bit annoyed on behalf of people who saw the delightful tweets about the beautiful food they had, and I thought, they're going to be disappointed, that's not for away fans. But other than that, it's a new ground for us, as far as I know, well, yeah, I do know. Um, so what, what was it like? Is it a big stadium? Is it mm-hmm. good, easy yeah, up there? It's one. Did you ask if it was an easy trip over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for me. I had an adventure um, for because of 
um, circumstances I won't bore you with. Um, I had to go a particular way to King's Cross, um, which couldn't really be done because of the tube strike. There was no Victoria line. Um, normally, I'd just get the train, the Thameslink train from Sutton up to St Pancras, but I couldn't do that. Um, and it meant, to cut a long short story short, I had to get three buses from Victoria to King's Cross. And um, some of those buses weren't, but basically they weren't stopping. There was a woman at the bus stop who said she'd been standing there for two hours with her kids. Wow. And two of the buses I wanted went straight past without stopping. Uh, the second one was about the time my book train was leaving. Um, Google Maps said it was a 34-minute walk to King's Cross from where I was. Um, and the next train left in half an hour. And after that, I wouldn't be able to book into the hotel. Um, so I basically took my running shoes out my bag and ran from Baker Street to King's Cross. Wow. <laughs> which was warm. Uh, yeah. I, made it, I got there about five seconds before the bus that had gone past without stopping and about two minutes before the train left and I made it to the hotel in time. Um, so that was my journey, yeah. um, which was thrilling. I got a lift back with the lovely Andy, which was a relief. Um, so yeah, that was my journey up. Um, Grimsby's Ground is one that I'd been wanting to do for quite a long time. Um, it's, I mean, but we've kept missing each other, us and Grimsby, because of various promotions and relegations. So it's nice to finally be in the same league. Um, so yeah, it was nice to take that one off. It's a very sort of, it is a big ground. It's very sort of old school. Uh, it has got the oldest stand in the football league, as you probably know. Um, and it's it's a it's an interesting ground. I liked it actually. Good, good. And for the match, were you um, when the lineup was announced? It was obviously Will was back on the bench and Kobe back in the team. It's probably about as strongest as we could we could field at that point. Were you fairly yeah. confident going into it? Or yeah, I mean there were no surprises with the with the team lineup. Um, I I wasn't sure what to expect because obviously Grimsby had just promoted. We never played them before. Um, and I was really hoping we'd we'd managed to nick the points. <laughs> um, but I, I wouldn't say I was confident of it. But um, if you'd asked me before the game, I probably would have been pretty happy with the draw, to be honest. Yeah, I think an away draw, you're always gonna you're always gonna take that if if you get the chance. But exactly. there, there, there were chance. I mean, it wasn't a game, the most thrilling game. I think their manager has come out and said it was one of the worst games of football ever. It's um, really funny. It's really funny that um, I actually quite enjoyed the game. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Both sides kind of it was it was it was there was there were periods where it was really kind of end to end. There were periods where we, we were really pressuring them. There were periods where they were really pressuring us. Um, and Sutton fans I've spoken to, um, they've all said, "Yeah, that that was a decent game of football." I mean, it, it, it just because it didn't have any goals doesn't mean it was a rubbish mm. game. There were times when either side could have scored gold, and just because those goals were, were saved or disallowed in one case or um, hit the woodwork or whatever, it's still the same game as it would have been if they'd have gone in, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And um, the, uh, the 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 home fans that I spoke to, they, they all thought it was an awful game, but the away fans that I've spoken to, all three, was quite a good game. And I think maybe the difference is if you're um traveling away um to keep a clean sheet and, and get a point is a decent result whereas if you're the home side it probably looks quite different um so yeah maybe, maybe that's what it is i don't know yeah it, it, it's, it's down to maybe expectations and, and anticipation of the match and then it's not living up to those but that, i mean there were as you say lots and lots of chances um i think 
probably our our best was um Joe's goalwood header, um yeah. which the defender wasn't even facing. <laughs> it bounced <laughs> off his head. So yeah, that was a bit frustrating. That one. <laughs> How can you do that? Um, Josh seemed to have a, be on fire. Um, yep, for, yep. For the first first bit. Yeah. Um, Enzi, I think, grew into it a little bit, but. Um, someone who did receive a little bit of criticism, not not from me, because obviously I don't do that. Um, but start of the season, basically on the fact that his name wasn't Dino, um, Jack seemed to have a great game yesterday. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if you'd if you'd asked me, um, if you'd asked me after an hour, who's the best Sutton player on the pitch at the moment, I might have I might have said Craig Eastman, or I might have said it was a toss up between him and Jack. Um, but then in the in the sort of the last part of the game, we Grimsley put a lot of pressure on us, and Jack pulled off some outstanding saves. He was really he was solid. He, it wasn't just the saves themselves. He, he was you know he, he was he was had everyone well organised and everything at that point. Uh, and I think that was easily his best game in the Sutton shirt so far. Um, yeah, he, he it's it will be um, it's boring to name your goalkeeper as, as man of the match in a nil nil draw, but um, in this case, I think it would be well served. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, <laughs> it it wasn't just from what I was hearing his his the saves. It, it was there was confidence there. Um, yes, in the first half the kicking wasn't wasn't so great, but that was probably more to do with the wind. But he, it was, he yeah. He, but he, it was a bit frustrating after after a few of those. We were thinking, why doesn't he just keep it lower? Because the yeah. wind is taking it every single time. But then it, it was it was I think it was easier in the second half because of the wind direction anyway. Yeah. Or aim towards the centre circle, and then it will go out. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what it's doing for you. Um, but no, he, he sounded like he had a great game. Lots of one on ones, and the obviously the best one, and his now new best friend Rob Milson um, <laughs> playing in this exquisite through ball. Um, from what I've heard, um, how, how was your heart at that point? Oh, honestly, honestly, that there were a few moments like that. Um, in fact, in either direction, there, there was there were moments where I was sure we were about to score. There were moments where I was sure they were about to score. So yeah, it was, there was it, like, like I said, I don't see how anyone could say that was a boring game. To be um, I'm not sure he said it was boring. I said I think he said it was the worst. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't write it down, but I think he said the worst. No, that's fair. One of the Grimsley fans that I spoke to said uh, he didn't say it was a boring game either. He just said he was just criticising our style of play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw one on there that. D dirty Sutton, um, and then when you look at it, they they had more fouls, more yellow cards than we did. So it's like, mm. okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, they would they would probably pin that on the referee, which obviously you, you can't do that because they balance that, don't they? Well, that was another little mention. In, in loads of people moaning about the referee yesterday, and it's all oh, these referees are awful and they're shocking. They're even worse than the National League standard. And it's like, well, this is a referee that was doing National League last year. He did a playoff game. So it's, yeah. uh, he was a good referee then. So well, <laughs> but, I, I, tend, I tend not to comment on referees because I acknowledge that as a supporter, I am extremely biased. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think it's fair for me to comment on the performance of someone who's judging something that I have such a big bias towards. Um, but having said that, I'm sure you were going to ask about the um, the moment where um, the ball did cross the line and it was ruled out for, for a foul. Um, and a lot of people are... There was quite a lot of debate surrounding that, shall we say. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that was in front of you guys, wasn't it? Yeah. So did did we did we feel it was a foul, or were we all just kind of like, oh, we're one nil down then? It was. I wasn't sure. I mean, I I thought it was okay to be honest, but um, there were a lot of people in the box. You know, I I I wasn't. It was possibly where it happened wasn't exactly where I was looking at that moment, <laughs> so. I, I'm going to sit on the fence about this. <laughs> well, I don't want to get myself in trouble. I, I was I was hearing that the ref was being a bit fussy in the lead up to it and telling people not mm -hmm. to be pushing and, and pulling and all the jostling in the box. And then I think it's one of those that, as the ball came in, they were still pushing and jostling, and he just decided it was going to be a, a free kick. And, uh, to be honest, well. I don't want to criticise him for that because that sort of thing should be nipped in the bud. Yeah. If he doesn't feel that. Um, that the players are kind of behaving in the way they should be. If he feels that there's there's behaviour going on there that could escalate into something more dangerous, then he's right to put a stop on it. And if players don't listen and carry on doing what they're doing, then I suppose it's only fair to penalise them for it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I think one of the problems with that, certainly from my eyes, because as we've already said, we're biased watching it, is there's so much going on. How do you pick which foul? Um, so it could be there's a penalty given, it could be there's a there's a free kick given. Um, I, I'd never be a referee. I'm not going to lie because no, I'll be rubbish at it. Yeah, games would be abandoned left, right, and centre. That's not just my eyesight. It would be oh look, you have got a yellow card. Okay, look, here's another one. Off you go. Keep going. Keep going. Um, but it, it's a hard job. But yes, um, it sounded like we got away with another one there. Another um, one, yeah. As 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 per Barrow. Um, so we're using up quite a bit of our, our luck pool already. Um, but you mentioned a few players. I'm going to ask you about um, who you think for player of the day. I did have a few nominations, one sort of bit not sure about. Um, but so we've got Jack. Were you going to say Craig? Yeah, I think he has yeah. a big And have you got any others who you're thinking of? Um, Donovan Wilson did well. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he had, he had a few chances. He, he was clearly working really hard. Um, you know, what our, our, that's what our team is. Our players do work really hard. Yeah. Like, I, I'll give a special mention to Harry Buterman. He always works really hard. The ball yeah. doesn't seem to be falling for him at the moment, does it? It, it is that little thing of... We've, I've watched games and it's just like, there's certain things that happen that we're like one or two centimetres out. If that ball would mm. just been slightly different, we'd be we'd be smashing it. We get, we're going to do... We, we're running very similar to we were last year. I think actually after five games, you're exactly the same. But um, we're going to give someone a very, very, very big beating soon because it's it's going to drop for us and everything's going to go our way. I'm going to be really unkind and say I hope that's Harrogate. That's, I have nothing <laughs> against Harrogate whatsoever, but I think <laughs> um, In fact, I think that might actually be on the trajectory for the Carlisle match. It might actually be around that time as well. Oh, poor Carlisle. Um, <laughs> Um, they're not going to have a great season, I don't think. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll put those um, out in the post. We'll have Craig, Jack, uh, Donovan and Buttes. Um, there is obviously talk, we mentioned Donovan, loads and loads of talk about a new striker coming in. Um, Donovan, again, had the situation where we, we're not quite playing to how we were playing for him. So he's a lot of time for his back to goal, holding the ball up, trying to turn and run instead of running in. Um, onto the ball just to stick his big toe onto it. Um, where, where do you stand on this mythical, wonderful 30-goal-a-season striker going to suddenly 
come in from nowhere. No one's ever heard of him. He fits our budget and he's going to smash in goals for us. Um, so, Is he a unicorn? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Basically, my view on that is that I don't think that's the sort of player Sutton want, actually, because the way that we play kind of utilises the whole team more than relying on one or two players. Um, and the way our strength is the way that those that, that team fits together and works together and the morale and the camaraderie and the whole team spirit thing. If you've got a player that stands out and he's relied on and there's a lot of pressure on him to score that many goals... I don't think that fits very well into that kind of style of, you know, teamwork. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I always prefer to have a team where you've got goals coming from all over the field, where you've got players in different positions who can be creative and make chances and work together to, to put together a nicely crafted goal. Mm -hmm. um, if you're, if you're only, if those are only coming from your strikers, then what those players get injured a lot. What happens exactly. there? You know, we we don't have budget to have a, a deep squad with a lot of players like that, even if we could find them, you know. So I, I think that would be a pretty bad idea to, for us, to be honest. I'm not a manager. I'd be rubbish with <laughs> that too, but that's just how I see it. Well, um, Newport had that last season with Mr Telford, scoring goals left, right and centre for, for, for a short period of time and then went off the boil and suddenly they, they weren't getting the goals from anywhere. So you're, you're yeah, quite right. Yeah, that Yeah. Um, but on that, any striker we get coming in, I think is going to be an untested striker at this level. Um, it's going to probably be a loan signing who could go great. But we've already got that. We've we've got um, Killian running around like a lunatic. We've got Tope. Um, but they're, they're both, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Tope, what's that? He's been on the pitch for about half an hour, maybe 45 minutes, and he scored a goal. Um but he, what he did is he, he kind of falls into that, that category where you're saying that that be being a bit sort of greedy for our team because had it not been Jack that had pumped the ball forward and Topo then nicked it almost on the line to get his goal, which he's quite right, I'm a striker, I'm going to put it in the net. Had that been one of the midfielders putting it on a plate for him and it was going in, there will probably be a bit of friction at some point in the season. I've gone, hang on, that's my goal. Can you stop it? Um, but we, we just don't know. I mean, there's, there's apparently... Three players still plan to come in. We've got goalkeeper, centre back, obviously cover for Ben, um, and and this mythical, wonderful, prime Ronaldo striker that is waiting for our phone call. Um, but m moving on to the next game, we've got Mansfield. Um, obviously, they had a great season last year, um, losing out in the in the final. I have to admit, I wasn't overly upset because I didn't like Paul Vale. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not sure I tell Craig that, but um, what, what's your feelings about the the next match? Um, the next match is pizza home? cup. You've forgotten the pizza cup against Chelsea oh, on Wednesday. God. Yeah, I don't really have. No, one. no, hang on. No. no, no, you're right. No, you're right. No. Sorry, that, that's my mistake. That's the thirty first. Oh. I thought I'd proper messed up my guest list then. No, <laughs> no this is me, this yeah. is me being stupid. <laughs> yeah, no. So we got Mansfield on Saturday, and then and that's all right. And then Chelsea the the following. Um, so yeah, Mans Mansfield who, who who had a good late running. I mean, we almost bumped them out of it. But um, what, what do you feel? I mean, they lost a lot of their loan signings. Yeah, we did do well yeah. against Mansfield last season, but I don't know <laughs> what that means for this season, really. Yeah. <laughs> um. It'd be nice to beat him again. 
yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got a full a full week to sort of work on the players that are they're out. Probably Omar will be back by then because I think they sort of said seven to ten days um, yeah. for Omar, so he really should be back. I'm really, yeah. I really want another win. I think we need, I think we need a bit of a boost at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I don't know. Have you heard Matt's recent interview? No, I haven't. <clears throat> he but is I, a little. I to listen to interviews. To be yeah. All right, he is a. He's a bit happier than he was on the previous one. He was very flat, and I was like, "Whoa, hang on." <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, any any thoughts? Any, any thoughts? What, what do you reckon? I mean, I know you're saying hopefully for a win, but are you, are you at this stage, a week ahead of time, are you confident we're going to win, or do you think that that's going to be another scrappy game? Um, I'd be more confident with Omar back. Um, we're not really scoring the goals at the moment, so that's the trouble, really. Um, yeah, Na narrow, narrow win, perhaps. Narrow win, okay, lovely. Um, that kind of pretty much covers everything I've got. Unless, I mean, obviously, you do all the her game two um work for the club as well. Um, and I know I've been whinging and moaning last season that we didn't have any 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 sort of excitingness going on? What, what excitement is coming on later in the season? Have we got anything planned yet? Or Yeah, we have got our Her Game 2 dedicated fixture on the 3rd of September, which is the uh, home match against Harrogate. And that is the one reason why I said I hope it's been born of a clashing. <laughs> a nice... Um... Oh, do you know what? I was like, that's a little bit out of character. I, I hope it's Harrogate. <laughs> no, I have no... Like I said at the time, I have absolutely no problem with Harrogate whatsoever. I have no problem with them as a club. I have no problem with them as a team. But I just want us to win that day. Uh, and it's just it just happens that it's then we're playing. Um, so what we're going to do that day, um, the, the details haven't quite been finalised yet, but we're going to be um, sort of raising awareness of the campaign at the match mm -hmm. and showing everyone kind of who we are and what we do. Um, so the campaign is uh, sort of actively working to, to stamp out sexism and misogyny in football, um, which is... Um, th there is unfortunately still a lot of that directed at female football fans um making us feel that we don't belong at games um sexist chanting uh, that makes puts women off going we don't want to put half of our potential fan base off coming to see us we, we want to be an inclusive club that people want to come and see because they feel comfortable with us um so we, we want to spread a bit of awareness about that so people know what we do the other thing that we do is um we sort of promote grassroots football for girls because uh, it, it kind of applies to playing football as well a lot of even now in 2022 um a lot of young girls are kind of told that football is for boys uh even if they're not explicitly told that that's kind of the message they get from a lot of the sort of attitudes out there and um, so we kind of like to promote kind of ways that girls can get into football and stuff like that so there will be stuff going on at that game um Excellent. i shall let you know uh when it's all the details lined out so we know what to expect um and uh it will be good to see as many people there as possible yeah absolutely um well i don't know i'm now trying to think will i bring, will I bring rosie to that game um <laughs> <laughs> my selfishness says no because i want to watch it but um i think josh my nephew's coming with me now so um <laughs> Oh, he can babysit. Yeah, he can look after it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have my girls there, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and um, so yeah, again, just on the campaign. Um, obviously, I've said it quite a lot, and um, I go on about it quite a bit. So, um, 
it is important, but the very, very, very important thing of this, and they did very well when they chose the name, is, is those last three letters, the two. It's not taking over the game that means you can't go to football anymore. It just means it's, it's as you said, for everyone. It's just, it's just trying to um, be sensible. Yes, even I, who try and do things right, will say certain things and go, oh, yeah, actually, you know what? In the cold light of day, when that's written down and repeated back to me, that I don't. I don't like what I said there. Um, and I will always be defensive. I've said that before. When If I say something wrong, it'll be defensive. It's generally not meant. Um, but there were some, I can't remember whose game it was actually yesterday. There was a female referee and I saw some guys, and this is where it's good. You've got lots of people realising their allies. Nothing to do with her game too. They weren't tagging them in. They were just going absolutely furious that these people were abusing the referee simply because she, she was a woman. Um and it was like, yeah, have a go at the referee. No problem there. Absolutely fine. Go for your life. But all the sexist stuff, you don't need to tag onto it because there's just no need. Um, but that would be really good. I'm really glad I asked that question now. Um, I was floundering to, to finish the interview. Um, so that is in... Oh, sorry, so after the Mansfield games, then, well, after the pizza yeah, games. Yes, so we've, yeah, so we've got three home games in a row now. Um, that'll be excellent. So I'm going to... Just say, if anyone's got any questions about her game too, um, send them to, to, to me or, or to Sarah and I'll, I'll pass them on and, and Sarah will get your answers um, or approach Sarah at the game. Yeah? Yeah, please, <laughs> okay. please, please, yeah. I'm, the, I'm what's called the ambassador for our club. The ambassador, um, absolutely. Which is basically the club's nominated representative to be a link person between the club and the, and the campaign. Um, and I'm more than happy to talk to anyone who wants to ask any questions about it or, um, or just wants to talk about it. Or if you ever witness any sexist behavior at football or if you are on the receiving end of it please do come and talk to me about it because it's really important that we have those conversations otherwise it, it's not going to go away no no it's absolutely not um and talking about the promoting at all levels by the time this goes out the ladies game will be over but the reason we're doing this nice and early for me thank you very much is that um i'm shooting off to watch the opener at Canter green lane in a couple of hours um, so that, that by the time I do the next interview, no, by the time this goes out, you'll, you'll know the result. But hopefully, we've got a nice, um, good result there. And have any of the, the girls, ladies, women there got involved in it with you, or not yet? On the yeah, ladies, there's, yeah, there's there's been um, there's been some contact. Um, we, we haven't. We might. We, we're looking at trying to sort something out for the Harrogate game with them. I don't know Excellent. Yet. Excellent. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, I'll let you get on with the rest of your Sunday. Oh, actually, before we go, um, let us know how did the bake sale go? Um, I know the cakes were very, very tasty because I had some, but how did you get on with the amount raised and so on? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, yeah, the uh, bake sale for Dementia UK went really, really well, actually. Um, we took over £200 on the day. There was an awful lot of... There was an awful lot of baking done, so I'm quite glad we got so many people down. Um, and in total, including online donations, I've uh, managed to raise over £600, which I'm really impressed with everyone. Um, everyone has been really, really generous. So, yeah, it went great. Thanks for asking. Cheers. Thank you very much, Sarah. That's excellent news from the um, amount raised for the Dementia UK in your cake sale. And as I said before, they were really, really nice. So if anyone's missed out on that, please make sure you grab some cakes from Sarah next time. Joining me now to look ahead to the new match, new match, next match, you know what I mean, hopefully, is Craig from Mansfield Matters. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate, and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com. And there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow, and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Hi, Craig. How are you? Hello, mate. Good to see you again. Although I, I say that... I'd... I do mean it and I don't mean it because, you know, playoff final and all that, I was hoping we'd be a division apart by now and we'd just be sort of speaking in passing, but right. here we are linked to again. Yeah. You absolutely wouldn't know this because you weren't part of the interview, but I've just said to, to Sarah, who I was speaking to a little while ago, is I was like, well, it's a bit strange and much kind of pleased that Mansfield didn't win in that playoff final because I was quite, quite not not to do with their podcast, but to do with their fans in general, I was quite pleased to get rid of Port Vale. <laughs> get rid of them, that's fine. But yeah, that must have been absolutely, I mean, strange for you because you got to see your team at Wembley, but you got to to, to work it as well. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, just gutted. Um, let's pick at that scab, come on. How was it? <laughs> It's making him cry. Well, you might, to be fair. I did actually cry on the day. I'll uh, reveal that to you now. Um, From a personal point of view, it was fantastic. You can obviously see behind me that I've got a little little sort of Wembley memorial, lots of photos on there, my sort of press lanyard and everything. So that'll stay with me forever. It was actually the second time I got to commentate at Wembley because I was fortunate enough to do it when I first started, when we got to the trophy final in 2011. We lost then as well. So I think obviously I'm the curse. (laughs) But if I'm being completely honest, I said even before we got into the, the, the playoffs. I said before the first leg, I was speaking on the It's All Cobblers to Me podcast, great lads, um, that I'd be surprised if we even got to Wembley. Um, you know, it was a great journey to, to get where we got last season. I'd be surprised if we did end up at Wembley. We did. And as soon as I saw Port Vale win the, the penalty shootout um, in, in their semi-final, I said to the lads in the group chat, we aren't going up because of all the teams that we we'd played last season. There were three uh, for me, which I thought would prevent us getting promotion. One of which was Port Vale, the other was Tranmere, and the other was you guys, because for whatever reason last season, we just could not beat you. So uh, they were the three teams I feared. And as soon as we got Port Vale in the final, um, I just knew that we couldn't cope with their style of football. And ironically, this season, that's what we're trying to emulate. But uh, as a fan, it was devastating. Um, Obviously, we've, we've played a lot of the game with, with 10 men. Cheers for that, Ollie Hawkins. That's uh, not, won't be forgotten for a long, long time. Uh, but we just weren't good enough on the day. Um, and there are two sort of things, well, three things really, which stand out for me. Um, the first is I managed to, on the day itself, bring uh, a young lad who's on the podcast with, with me, Cam, who I've known since he was 14, 15, mentored him through media. I managed to get him on our media team. So it was a really proud moment for, oh, for wow. us. For me to see him, uh, you know, at Wembley alongside me and sort of completing that journey. Um, the, the second was the experience itself. You know, people were back home listening. There were loads of Stags fans down there, but I was having messages from people all, all the day, throughout the day saying, can't make it, listening back at home, really feeling the emotion, that sort of thing. So that was a, a proud moment. I did cry at the end when when uh, when it got to the full-time whistle. I felt my voice going uh, and did cry again. 
And then the third one was at the very end, obviously being part of the media, you, you get quite privileged to interview the players and the manager afterwards. Um, the player that I interviewed was James Perch, who is a Mansfield-born lad, obviously played at the very, very top level, but came to the club uh, you know, a couple of seasons ago, captain Mansfield on the day, and we were just both absolutely devastated. And how we got through three, four minutes of an interview, I never know, but we shared a moment sort of after where we looked at each other and just went, do you know what? It's been a day which we'll both remember for so many reasons on a personal level, but we were just both devastated that we we didn't do it. But we wish all the best to to Port Vale and uh, nice to see them, you know, get a, a decent ish start in, in in League One. But I just knew we wouldn't get there. But it's an experience, isn't it? You know, you you guys sort of had the, the same thing, didn't you? You know, you got to experience the the, the big stage and didn't yeah. quite end well for us. So. Uh, Let's never speak about Wembley again, shall we? <laughs> Put it in the box and, and, and chuck it away. Well, I, I we, we've never done well in playoffs throughout mm-hmm. the years, basically. We, we, we really struggle in playoffs. So pretty much, I think all of our promotions have been, we've lost out in the playoffs and then Same. a couple of years later, we, we get promoted. Um, but strangely, as we're going through it last year, I think we, around that Easter time, we, we put you and Newport kind of like, right, got rid of them and then we decided to, to lose to Bradford for some bizarre reason but I was looking going right we're going to be playing Swindon in in those playoffs the way the way it was working and Swindon mm. just done us twice and um it was like they, 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 same thing with Port Vale for you they had it over us I was just like if we get them in the playoffs I've just got this horrible feeling we're going, we're going to absolutely smash them and then we'll go back to Wembley and lose again um but it, it was just a very strange season for us it was really deflating um you can't help but be proud, but yeah, 76 points, which I, I think is the highest ever not to get into the playoffs. Um, just missed out. You would have, if someone offered it to you now that you'll be in the playoffs, all you've got to do is get, win against a team who've got nothing to play for and then have the teams first and second, both going for the title, one of them to win. And then you're in the playoffs. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'll have that. No problem. That sounds great. This is why I'm surprised that you got me back on because obviously we essentially cheated for the last sort of eight <laughs> minutes of uh, of Skybet League Two. We were in the playoffs. We knew we were in the playoffs. But if we'd have conceded, you'd have been in the playoffs. And if, yeah. you know, if, if they just they didn't need to score because they'd already you know won the title. So I remember speaking to Nigel Clough afterwards. You know, when they were celebrating the title and things like that, and him sort of saying both on and off record, that there was a knowing uh, bit of conversation between him and Rob Edwards, the, the Forest Green manager at the time, saying, are you all right? Yeah, we're all right. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, we'll just pass the yeah. ball about. But the problem was, every player on the pitch got the message, apart from our goalkeeper. So the ball went back to our goalkeeper. He's launching it out, trying to mount an attack, thinking we need to score. And everyone's screaming, going, Bish, no, 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 we'll just keep the Calm, calm, calm down. But honestly, trying to commentate and trying to make it exciting on the last four or five minutes of play, when they're literally just knocking the ball around, which yeah. was ridiculous. But you must have yeah. been beating us that day. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't just you. It was... Uh... The Exeter match as well, we needed to go in our favour, yeah. and there was another there was another one as well. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those strange seasons that you look back and these so many games were like, actually, if that had happened, I, I found a video as I was clearing through my phone of um, a clearance that was actually well over the line against Bristol Rovers, and we would have gone two nil up, two nil up at that stage, um, oh. but in the end we, we drew. So it's like, oh, those two points. <laughs> They would have been, margins. yeah. They, we would have been in the playoffs, and they would have been in it as well. Yeah, but I mean, if you know what? Be, if you over two games. Yeah. <coughs> if we 
if we'd have got a could have not conceded late at Tranmere, that had have done it. But yeah. do you know what? I think for you guys last season, you must. I know you must be hurt from it because you were so close. But when you reflect on it in three, four <laughs> years' time, when you review the season, what an incredible campaign for you guys! <clears throat> Utterly brilliant. It, it, it couldn't have gone any better. I mean, we, yeah, it, it, there's nothing you can say about pride, but it's just. Yeah, it was just that little tiny close. And the same in, in, the, in the Pizza Cup final. We were talking about crying. I was standing behind the goal in my bright yellow coat and it was 2-1. It was the 96th minute and I was realising that I'm about to burst into tears here. If we, if we win this, the sky cameras are going to be on the fat man behind the goal crying. <laughs> and that's me. And I'm like, oh. And then they scored. And I was like, no, no, no I'll, I'll, I'll be the butt of everyone's jokes. <laughs> Let's rewind that again. But yeah, it's just an amazing season. And the connection with the players as well. I know I've spoken to you about it before. Is every every one of those players, every one of us knows that those players have yeah. tried everything, um, which w- it gave me a little bit of hope for this season because a lot of teams have changed a lot of players, mm. and there's been huge amounts. And obviously you, yourselves, you had lone players going back the same right years off, off to our parent clubs now. Um, so I was like, Do you know what, we could we could hit the ground running here. We've basically got the same ten. Yes, we lost David Adjaboy, but we have got others that have come in, um, but. We've essentially got the same players. They know each other. We could hit the ground running, and then we didn't. <laughs> so we've... I think we're talking about the same club because we've done exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, we've brought five players in. We've got the same squad. So yeah, it, it's so 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 far this season. How how has it gone for you guys? Are you where you expect, or are you kind of? See, disappointed there's, there's the problem last season there was no expectation whatsoever but because of where we finished automatically everyone's now right where well, you build on that so that automatically means top three so everyone's expecting yes. to go out start the season flying and absolutely batter everybody off the park yeah that's fine we can do that at home but away from home we are absolutely nowhere near good enough yet and I'm fearful the Saturday because for whatever reason last season you just managed to unpick us both times but I don't know what it is. We, at the moment, have a few concerns. Um, we are waiting on results on Reece Oates, who was our leading scorer last season, who was fantastic for us. Got a bit of a, a shoulder, sort of chest muscle type injury right here, um, which we're not quite sure what it is yet. Um, waiting for scan results on that. He missed Saturday's game um, at home. Will Swan's coming on loan from Nottingham Forest. Not got a lot of football lead experience, but he, he looks sharp and it looks tight. So, we're not too concerned, but we need, desperately need another striker. Hiram Botang, we brought in from MK Dons in the summer, looks a really good player. He's injured. Lucas Aikens, who can play up top, also injured, although our fans, for some reason, don't like him. I'm, I, I do. I think he offers us something different. And we've changed system this year as well. Instead of playing a, a 4-3-1-2, which was so successful for us last year, or a 4-4-2 diamond, we've gone with a back three and, and a back five with wing backs. So we're sort of playing... Uh, almost sort of like a, a 3 4 one, two or a 3 one, four, two, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, it suits us, but it, we are playing a lot of players out of position and it's taken a little bit of time to get used to. We're fine with it at home when we've got the right personnel, but away from home, we'd struggled. So the opening day of the season, we went to Salford and we were nowhere near it and we were absolutely woeful and we're thinking, this is going to be a really difficult campaign. Then we get two home games. We narrowly lose to Derby in the, uh, in the League Cup. We play really, really well. We get a victory against Tranmere, uh, a 1-0 from a, from a corner, set piece. We did well. Then we go to Leighton Orient in the sweltering heat and one goal was always going to win that game, which it ultimately did, but we weren't good enough in front of goal again. And then, obviously, the home game at, at the weekend where 
we had the uh, FC Wimbledon game of the week where we win 5-2, but we yeah. shouldn't 5-2. We were 2-0 down and we were woeful. We got lucky by getting a penalty and they got a, a red card, which, by the way, I saw got rescinded, which is an absolute joke. Because if you strangle somebody from the back of their neck and throw someone to the ground, that's perfectly legal, is it, in the NFL? <laughs> that's great. Um, that's another rant for another day. And then, obviously, Saturday's game where we played really well, to be fair, against Stockport. Game of a number of chances. We probably should have taken more of them, but we were comfortable once we got the opening goal. But away from home, I'm not quite sure. So we'll see where we are, but desperately need players in. So I think that expectation at the moment, a little bit like you guys, I think he's weighing on us a little bit and we need to put that to bed and, and just forget last season and almost start afresh, which is difficult when you've kept the nucleus of, of the squad and Nigel Clough, even the manager, is going, well, we're just literally carrying on from last season and building. Now. Yeah. It's a fresh start. There are fresh teams in the league, all battling for the same thing. We need to refocus. So, be interesting to see where we are. If you were off to offer me a nil-nil draw now, I would take it. And uh, I just, don't, I just don't want to lose to you guys again. Today. <laughs> I, well, I don't want you to become a bogey team. Well, we we've been struggling for goals. Um, we've been creating chances. Um, I'm not really massively into it, but all sorts of people are producing xG chant, uh, yeah. charts, and and we're kind of always at the top. And it's like, yeah. Okay, where, where's the points from this? <laughs> how, yeah. how, how do we how do we use this? Um, it was XG when you were football game. Exactly. No, yeah. It doesn't. And, so what's the so, point? Same as same as the away fans seem to to be very very um very important on the on the points and final table because people keep mentioning that we don't bring many away. It's like okay, <laughs> have the three points back. Sorry about that. Um, but we feel, or I certainly feel, we are going to give a team. A, a spanking soon because it's all going to drop for us it, it is all just fine fine margins yeah and it's going along the same lines as last year and we did get um poor carlisle came and um we absolutely ripped them to pieces so um and sarah who i was speaking to a minute ago is hoping and it sounds mean but it's hoping it's harrogate um only because that's the game that's dedicated to her game too and she's the ambassador and she'd like it to be a, yeah, well, it, 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 yeah. a really brilliant game and a great atmosphere for everyone um, but yeah, it's it's one of those that we're slogging at the moment. Um, so yeah, we, we're both sitting here going, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Nil nil draw. So I reckon this has got a five three all over it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, just go the opposite. Um, but what are your what are your ultimate hopes for the season? Are you hoping back to the playoffs or are you expecting just a, a re, sort of rebuild? I never want to go through the playoffs again. <laughs> Never. I mean, like you, we've never won in a playoff. We've been in two playoff finals and lost them both. Fortunately, this time we got battered and not lost on penalties, which was which was great. But uh, no, I think, you know, we're definitely looking to build. I do back us still for automatic promotion this year, but I, I'm desperate to see us bring another player in. We're overloaded in midfield. We desperately need a striker just to cover these injuries. But I'm with Nigel Clough. He made a, a very, very good point the other the other day. Obviously, it's not great for young footballers and in terms of the development of the game, but it is if you use it in the right way. A couple of years ago, probably longer than a couple now, to be fair, they scrapped the thing where you could loan players in for a month or two months on short-term mm -hmm. loan deals. And so now, when you make it a transfer deal, if you need to bring a striker in now, we'd have to commit to them till January. Well, we only need them perhaps for a month. They're going yeah. to come in and get football games. I don't see, you know, why why they can't. So I'd like to see that come back in, but it won't. And with that, we probably need to be a little bit coy. Do we bring somebody in for the sake of it to sort of cover for two months injury or do we risk it? 
well, last year we risked it a little bit and we got burnt. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather bring a player in and as horrible as it is for them maybe not getting some football, it means somebody else not getting football. Mm-hmm. I'd rather us be covered in all areas and have one too many than one too little. So I, I've got an eye on the transfer winner, but it's still, what, another week or so to go on that. So uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens. But we desperately need uh, another player. We can't keep relying on, on younger players. We've got to get them out and develop them. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to be a vicious cycle. But in terms of my hopes for the season, I hope that it's automatic. If you were to offer me playoffs again, I'd probably take it because it means we're in, involved in the hunt and we've got a chance. But hand on heart, I think we are good enough for even from an analytical point of view, looking at what other people have done to be up there again. And I think you guys will be as well. You know, when it, when it clicks, a lot of people underestimated you last year. I don't think they will as much this year, but I think you've got enough about you to to really mix it up and give it a good go. I would probably put you maybe just outside the playoffs, depending on if you get a run or not, sort of Mm. towards the latter end of the season. And I think if we touch woods, manage to survive player injuries and what have you, I think we'll be up there again, maybe top three. I'd I'd settle for third. Although in my pre-season predictions, I did put us as first, but optimism you've got to haven't you you've got to. Optimism. If, you know, if you know you're like me if you're fronting a podcast which is all about your football club and you don't back them to win the league why are you even doing a podcast <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah optimism sunshine a few drinks yeah smash that we're fine um yeah no we, we, we're, we're looking for the myth, mythical unicorn striker who's been sitting around waiting for our, our phone call to come and join us yeah um but yeah it's there was a lot said about second season syndrome, a lot of people putting us down sort of um, 20th and possible relegation. But I don't think we did anything to surprise people last year at all. I think it was all based on hard work. You all, Everyone knew what we were going to do. Um, after watching three or four Sutton games as a scout, you'd say, yeah, they're going to play 4-4-2. They're yeah. going to get it forward quickly and they're going to put you under pressure. So it's not exactly a secret or, or, or super surprise, but it's you've still got to stop it. Um, so, <laughs> but you'll be pleased to know that we have um, signed uh, Josh Murphill on loan from Luton and he is... He's up there with David Adjaboy already. He is, he is proper running people ragged. So um, I don't know whether he's going to get a rest or uh, get to play against you as well, but um, he's definitely one of those players that make you get out of your seat and what's going to happen here. Um, and talking to seats as well, it will be all different from last time because we've now completed the, um, the, the sort of away end. Well, it'll definitely be different for me because last time I came, I got the the, the call at the eleventh hour to do commentary. So I was uh, to be the, I've not actually been in the sort of way end yet. So uh, new for me. I'm looking forward to it. Ah, uh, you got you got the nice press box. <laughs> nice, yeah. stretching it. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen worse. Yeah, yeah, we're an old ground. We're fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's all new. So mental zones, and um, there's a fan zone. I'm not sure exactly what time it's going to open, but behind the stand now, there's like proper drinks area and um, some ways you can get food as well, which which is very nice. (laughs) So looking forward to it. Um, And yeah, I might see you on Saturday. Yeah, you definitely will, because I'll be around this time. So I'll uh, go out my way to to come and find you and and, uh, we'll we'll have a catch up in person. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing how the, the season progresses. And hopefully when we talk in, you know, few months time ahead of the reverse fixture we've actually from our perspective broken that duck and actually taken three points off you or at least yeah. a point let's at least start small yeah. let's start small <laughs> no worries take care thank you very much for your time craig see you soon
And that's it for another episode of Sutton United Talk Time and Podcast. Thank you to both my guests, Sarah and Craig. Thanks for your time, guys. It's really, really appreciated as always. Thank you for listening. It's Again, it's appreciated for all listens, likes and shares on social media. Um, if anyone didn't make the game today, there was 284 people at the Sutton women's match. And we did unfortunately lose 2-1 two, uh, to a very strong Fulham side. Um, but lots, lots to look forward to and lots of good stuff um, ready for the new year. So hopefully I will see you down there. It was great to see a big crowd. Take care. See you on Saturday. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.